Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. All righty. Well, it's our final episode of 2023. We're uh, going to take the rest of December off and start up beginning like sometime the week of January 9th. So if you're looking for an episode from us in two weeks, it won't be there. So we're going to take some time. I know Feathers is once again traveling, gallivanting around the the world and having some having some good times doing that. I so, don't yeah. like to sit still. It's this no. fucking industry. It makes me want to go crazy and go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to my I'm back to my my moniker from earlier this year. I'm either gonna tell somebody off, I'm gonna quit my job, or I'm gonna leave the country. I'm leaving the country. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The feds aren't supposed to hear that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, but I, I, you know, the Thanksgiving episode right around there, I gave thanks to a bunch of y'all for your support. And as always, we do want to thank Hallie, the original Jaded HR rock star, and Bill, our second Patreon contributor. You can join them. Just follow the links in the show notes. But we also need to thank the Underscore Orchestra for use of the theme song, Devil the Devil, and Andrew Culpa, our voice, our voice artist. But I... If you, I do not use Spotify. I'm actually sort of kind of anti-Spotify in in many ways, just because the way they they do things. Like they will throw ads in Jaded HR podcasts, and I don't see a dime from. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, but just like those who use Spotify for their music or their podcasts, they put out a thing for podcasters about your audience. So I wanted, uh, I put it out on the whole video that they gave me. I put that on our Instagram account. Check that out. But in the end of the year things, there were some interesting stats I wanted to share with everybody. And also, thank yous. This is just tremendous. And one thing, I was sung feathers off air. The stats I get from our host are not, this is like only the second time in four years I've logged on to my Spotify podcaster account. The stats I get from my host do not, I, I think we're doing really well. But when I see the stats, stats that Spotify says we have, and it's like, whoa. We're doing really, really well. But anyways, going over the some of their stats I found in just interesting. Y'all are sharing the show through Spotify, through direct, direct links, Facebook, and text, which thank you very much, is that's how we're going to grow. Now, you somebody, since the last time I checked, our rating went down from a 5.0 to a 4.6. So I need to get some more of y'all to put some 5.0 ratings in there on Spotify for us. And then they they classified us as a gardener because we've seen an 80% growth in listeners over the last year, 109% growth in streams, 127% growth in followers, 
And speaking of followers, of the people who follow Jaded HR on Spotify, 193 of you have us in your top 10 podcasts. 139 of you have us in your top five podcasts. And get this, you'll never believe this, 32 people on Spotify have us as their number one podcast. So (laughs) thank you, all 32 of you. Well, Uh, it's because I have 32 accounts. I put an actually, ad out on Fiverr. Actually, I understand now why our rating went down from 5 to 4.6. They heard us sing. Uh, <laughs> we have not received any lawsuits for loss of hearing or emotional trauma <laughs> or anything from our last episode. So I mean, let's keep it that. Do, do we have a, an EAP for us? Like, is there somebody I can talk to? <laughs> there are no benefits to working here. Is, is there an <laughs> HR for the HR? Never. Never. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, but I wanted to go over. I found that those stats interesting. I wanted to thank you all again because it has been a great year for Jaded HR and uh, love doing this for you. But let's get into some real topics. Uh, I've got I've got a few smaller topics to cover before we get into the meat, the the heavy topic. And uh, but you and I are both football fans. But I don't. Other than like a Super Bowl or being at someone's house, I don't think I've watched a pro NFL game in over five years if i'm at someone's house and they've got it on sure i'll watch it i'm not because i turn the tv i've just really lost interest in the narcissistic brand of football that uh, the nfl is but for those of you who do not know Tariq hill he's a wide receiver for miami he uh, a couple of weeks ago he scored a touchdown and he went to one of the miami team photographers and took the guy's cell phone and then recorded himself doing a backflip and the video went viral, all this other things. And the, the photographer, his name is Kevin Fitzgibbons. He's seen on another person's camera, jumping up and down, being all excited for it. Well, Hill was penalized for using a prop in a celebration, which let me tell you, one of the reasons I don't like the NFL, the Narcissistic Football League, all these stupid celebrations all the time. And, and they're they rehearse these celebrations more than they rehearse their playbook and, and things like that. It's just, it's just all look at me, look at me. And I think if you do one of these ridiculous celebrations, the penalties should be no touchdown. You go to uh, fourth and 35 from your own two yard line and, uh, and start to play again. And we can end this, this crap right now. But anyways, NFL suspended Kevin Fitzgibbons, the photographer, and revoked his on-field access. Then he did this really moving video on, it went everywhere, it's Facebook or Twitter, TikTok, all of those wonderful social media sites. And, you know, you know, he said he understood the situation and being suspended, but there's a lot more to the story. Greek Hill and Fitzgibbons are quote-unquote lifelong friends, but they say it wasn't planned. And now... You know, because everything in the NFL is planned. Yeah, it was planned. Now, <laughs> Hill, Hill says he's going to pay any miswages because uh, watching the video, it's not like he had to open the video, the phone up and turn it to the video app and get ready. He was ready for it pretty much there. But uh, Hill says he's going to pay Fitzgibbon's lost wages. But there's even more to the stories. The NFL says he hasn't been suspended from other off-field activities. Only his on-field pass has been revoked. So interesting, interesting there. I, but I agree with the NFL, you know, if I, I can't think anything other than this being, uh, 
being pre-planned and you know two best best friends lifelong friends planning this out yeah next time i score in zone if you're in the area i'm gonna do this yeah you know they planned it out and unfortunately, it's Fitzgibbons who suffers for it because they, he only got a you know small penalty for using a prop on the field. So, anyways, crazy about that. I don't like um, the NFL. <laughs> you don't like the NFL? No, I, I no. I'm I, it, I've gotten to the point of professional sports. It's just kind of like meh. I'm still into professional baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not as much as I used to be. I. I I'm trying to get into hockey. I, I, no, I love me some hockey. I will give you that. I, I got my uh, DVR set up to record all the Carolina Hurricanes games. I'm going to you know, try and get back into. I used to like hockey. I felt I don't know why I just ran out of time. I uh, couldn't, couldn't do everything and, and things like that. So anywho. So I got a, a, a question for you. At what point? When you're in the recruiting process, think of your days of recruiting. At what point do you cut bait and run on an applicant? I mean, how many red flags, especially in today's era where it, hiring is hard? There's no two ways about it. It's hard. It's tough. The, the applicants don't make it any easier. But uh, say, you know, okay, first, uh, the, after offer is accepted, say somebody uh, uh, wants to change their start date. Okay. That happens, generally speaking, not a problem. They want to change it again. Uh, that, that sucks, but okay. I want to change it again. Okay, dude, we got to, you know, you got to shit or get off the pot here. And, and other red flags, that, that's just a recent experience I had where someone's pushed their start date back three times on us now. And I'm like, if they're being this difficult as a pre-employee, do we have any hope for them being a successful employee I, or, you know, I, I think they're giving us warning signs here and I'm, I'm trying to say it's time to, you know, cut bait uh, that they don't want to do that. But there's all sorts of red flags that candidates give you at the application in pre-hire stage. What Are we that desperate for employees that were willing to put up with this BS or I, I just don't know what, what say ye? <laughs> big sigh, big sigh. You know, it's really tough when you've already made the offer to fucking cut bait. I mean, I wish that there was like the magic thing. I mean, I'm fine with like pushing back to your point of start date, like maybe once, maybe twice, depending on like if I understand the situation. But at some point in time, yeah, I think what is it? Past behavior is an indication of future behavior. So you're you're coming in pretty strong right now that you're gonna suck. <laughs> yeah i i but i like i said i know how hard it is hiring people and i know how it is and i think some of these candidates just do some of these things to to do you know to see i don't know to, to be difficult i think there's just difficult human beings out there that are trying to fuck with us a little so anyways one last i have one last rant i want to get out of my head before I was giving you a little taste of this off there before we get to the main, the heart of the topic, the, the main topic of the day, annual reviews. I'm in the annual review process and we've had some 99.9% of our managers do a great job with annual reviews. Whoa, that's way too high of a percentage. 
98. I'll go 98. I, I honestly, we have 98% do a really good job. So what you're saying is you write them for them. Got it. Okay, <laughs> now it makes more sense. Because no. anything over like 70%, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> no, I. well, my my one and a half percent are killing me. And well, yeah, reviews, a- reviews are due. Today's Tuesday. They are due and need to be finalized and just complete, complete on Friday. And like I said, today's Tuesday. There's one manager. He hasn't started any of his employees' reviews yet. Not even started because I have, you know, the magic ticket to the whole system. I can see if they've started it and saved something. Not a thing for any of their employees. So he, which, does, his, hold on. T- he does his best work under pressure. Let's let him, let him procrastinate. Oh, uh, he... <laughs> This particular one, his best work is yet to be seen. Uh, I, I, I have my own opinions, but this, because it's always the same managers. This problem today is reviews. Problem last week is employee relations and problem last week is documentation. You know, it, it's, it's just the ongoing story, but I tell you what, and he's a technophobe too. And I'm sure I, I stopped by his office, but he wasn't there today to, hey, let's get those reviews done, but I'll be there tomorrow. I know he's there. Unfortunately, he's there every Wednesday, for better or worse, but um, he's going to say he doesn't know how to do them. But here's the thing. He got his own review done. His own review was done and completed his manager. His is in the final, final stage of completeness. It, It signed off, done, filed away, whatever. As a manager, and for my one and a half employees, I didn't touch my own review until I had done theirs. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel it's right to do your own review and get that knocked out when you haven't done your own employees' reviews because that's part of being a manager. You, you have to do your employees' reviews, and that just that's something that pisses me off. Managers, do your employees' reviews before you do your own. I, I'm, I wish there was a way I could put in a system, a block to, uh, oh, you cannot do your own review until you have completed all of your, your employees' reviews. Oh, I, I just, that blows me away. That's a little rant I had, and you know it's going to be my headache for the next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. So Yeah, it's one of the things I admire about you, Warren, is you're just way too logical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course they should do their employees' reviews first before they do their own. I mean, like, again, stop being logical. (laughs) Well, and if I'm that manager's manager, now I don't manage any Uh, managers. Now now we're getting like a little bit in my manager's manager's manager. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one thing I love about my company, no matter who you are, you can be the lowest person on the totem pole. You're only five rungs from the president. That's, that's what I like about our organization as flat as we are, but I don't have any, but if I was that person, that manager's manager, I would not, I would not do their review up oh, and I would make note on their review. Why aren't your employees reviews done already? I, I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's my little rant. And it's just like I said, one particular manager who always makes everything difficult. You can't, you can't even have a, a, a employee celebration without them making it more difficult than than necessary so to our main topic of the day unfortunately we tried and we couldn't get john hyman this year to join us last two years he's joined us to talk about his worst employers list we just couldn't get the schedule to work this year so i want to talk about it and if you're one of those really awesome listeners who haven't done your voting on the worst employers list 
And this will be released sometime Wednesday evening, maybe, because voting closes Wednesday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. So you may still have a chance to vote if you're early enough on it. But John has limited his list, whittled down his list from 10 initial nominees to just seven for his worst employers of the year nominees. And, you know, we've covered quite a few of these over the, the course of the year. So I'm going to go over uh, some of the highlights of these seven, and we'll and we could just talk about each one a little bit. Some of it will be rehashed, but the number, the first one, not number one, the first nominee that's in the the voting is the child labor abuser. So Packers Sanitation Services, the company's largest food safety and sanitation service, employed at least 102 children from age 13 to 17 in hazardous occupations and meat processing uh, facilities throughout eight states. Uh, This included cleaning equipment such as back saws, brisket saws, and head splitters. (laughs) And at least three children suffered injuries while illegally working there. Now, and they had to, they agreed to settle for 100, or excuse me, $1.5 million in penalties. And okay, Child labor, I think kids having a job is great. Maybe not in a slaughterhouse cleaning dangerous equipment uh, and, and things like that. That's, that's really very close to human trafficking at that point. And I think there's also some things about not paying them overtime or not paying them correctly. I didn't put all those in my, my notes here. But yeah. And then the company. Oh, here's something. When the wage and hour division arrived with warrants, the adults who had recruited, hired, and supervised these children tried to derail investigation efforts, according to NBC. So they tried to hide evidence of the child labor violations by deleting digital messages. So this is a systematic thing. It's not just one bad manager doing stupid things. This seems systematic at, at that point. So anyhow, that's nominee number one. Nominee number two, it's the, he titled it the pizza shop pressurizer. Essentially another human trafficking type situation, forced labor, physical abuse of illegal immigrants, undocumented workers. They arrested Stravos, and I'm going to kill this Greek name, Papin, the owner of Stash's uh, Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on charges of labor related to employment of undocumented worker and forcing him to work more than a decade through threats of deportation coupled with physical threats and verbal abuse. And so it goes on. Other employees of the Sashes Pizza told the news that they don't believe the charges. What has been charged against their boss, Steve, is beyond shocking, beyond belief, and simply untrue, said a manager of the pizza. In 35 years, he's worked with the family. He says he hasn't once encountered any maldoing whatsoever. So, you know, it is, it is, you know, it's a, it's a sad situation there. Nominee number three. I love these names, by the way. The defecation denier. Uh, <laughs> so an employee at, let's see, what UPS Warehouse. He needed to use the restroom. His immediate supervisor approved it. He runs into the division manager on his way to the restroom who told him he already used his break and they need to get back to work. The employee explained their situation and the district manager 
said, walk him out right now if he doesn't return to his workstation. I guess if you have to go, then you can shit in your pants right here, right where you are. And that's exactly what the employee did. So anyways. Employee on that one. Like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if someone's got to go to the bathroom, my God, just let just him, let him go, go to the damn bathroom. Like, obviously, if there's a abuse issue, like, I don't know. Like, that's just coming from that's working in a warehouse stupid. environment. Just fucking let him go to the bathroom. By, by denying it, you're going to cause it. You know, I would think you say, yeah, sure, go to the bathroom, whatever. They'll go take care of business and get back on the line or wherever they're get back to their job. But if you're being an asshole about it, they're going to be one of those people that sit on the toilet playing on their phone for sure. half an hour and, and things like that. So treat your people know, right. You usually know who those people are too. Yeah. Let's see. We're up to one. Two, number four, the pretend priest. And I love this. We covered this one. Let's see here. Che Gibraltar Incorporated, the operator of Taqueria Gibraltar, agreed to pay $140,000 in back wages and damages to 35 employees. Based on claims, the employer used a fake priest to co- coerce confessions from employees. I love this. And then used that information to retaliate against them. According awesome. To, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm bringing a priest into work. You can confess all your sins to the priest while you're here at work. And uh, yeah, what a great benefit to have at work. The, the restaurant offered employees a person identified as a priest to hear confessions during work hours. The employee told the court the priest urged the workers to get out their sins and asked employees if they'd stolen from the employer, had been late to work or done any harm to their employer, or if they had any bad intentions to their employer. Uh, so I got to, I got to give, you know, I hit creativity. Uh, that is awesome. It's stupid, <laughs> but it is awesome. And I love, I love John Hyman's image here. It's father Guido Sarducci from the old eighties. And uh, so Saturday night live in there. So that, that, that added to the the article. So, yeah, let's bring in a fake priest. So good. Let's see here. <laughs> I think this is number five. Yeah, this is number five. The headhunter. We covered this one as well, talking about the Organ Donation Center, the Anatomical Gift Association of Illinois. They had an employee, Dale Wheatley, who uh, came into work to find. Uh, dismembered heads and sage burning on his right. desk. Right. He'd worked there for five years and he, he made a complaint to about the organization about mishandling and poor conditions of donated bodies. So he reported those. And of course, doing something stupid like this doesn't help deny those claims. But the president of the company denied the accusation saying that Handling body parts is in the job description. That when asked uh, where the heads, according to the law and crime, when Wheatley asked his boss, why were there heads on his desk? He simply responded, I don't know, Dale. There's a lot of strange things happening. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, just the most nonchalant answer. But so I, I think this is hilarious, but. Uh, John Hyman just this week, earlier this week, put out there. Oh gosh, I forget the name of the late night show. Just uh, covered this story on it. I'm going to 
click on it real uh, quick. John Oliver, I think, or something like that. Yes, John Oliver. Yeah, covered covered the uh, the story last week. So that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, but you know, if you you give your body to science or something like that, and they end up just cutting off the head, putting on someone's desk to piss them off. <laughs> That that definitely deserves you a ranking as the one of the worst employers. Number six, the cake boss. Another story we covered earlier. You you harass an employee at work, and then they do something even further. Aspen Ridge Property Services, their operations manager, who happens to be Hispanic, received a cake at his home in the shape of a large chocolate penis and scrotum with the message, eat a dick on the inside of the box cover. It was sent by the company's HR manager. We know it's the HR manager because she mistakenly left her name on the package with the shipping address. Then when the employee complained about it, what did they, the employee do? They offered him a $50 gift card and promised an apology from the HR manager, which never happened. He quit. Sued for discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. Uh, uh, the employee's attorney said to allow a supervisory employee in a position of power, especially one of responsibility of human resource functions, to act in such a recently, blatantly racist, harassing manner towards an employee is inexcusable. So, once again, the thought has not not crossed my mind to no, do something never. like that. No. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but being that stupid and getting caught, yeah, that's uh, that definitely deserves a list. And so I mean, the final—that's that may be like somebody we should interview on Jade HR. Not that I want to have my name attached to that person. But that person's pretty fucking jaded. <laughs> I mean, hmm, they might be the definition of a jaded HR person. Like, at least we're kind of lovey dovey sometimes. I mean, we're you jaded. know we went like two months with like. Real Not shows, complaining. real HR shows. We didn't get too, too jaded. I'll, I'm going to have to see what our download stats look like for uh, Colorado. Now I'm going to have to... <laughs> are you a listener? You want to be on the show? Reach out to me at feedback at jadedhr.com. Uh, so, and the 10th and final nominee, or the, it was his 10th nominee, but it is the final of the seven that are up for grabs here. John Hyman titles him. The jackass in the box. So, you know, I, I, I don't remember if we covered this or not. I think I might have had it in my show notes that didn't ever make it. But it, it's a, a jack-in-the-box restaurant, which was owned and operated by East Box LLC. This manager was harassing in teen and young adult female employees. According to the lawsuit, the restaurant's general manager engaged in egregious and persistent sexual harassment towards young female employees for nearly two years, including commenting about performing sex acts with employees. He even asked one female who just suffered a, a miscarriage if he's ready for him to put another one in her, and then told another pregnant employee that he should have been her baby's daddy. He offered employees to pay for sex offered to pay employees for sex acts. He secluded employees in private spaces, such as the walk-in cooler, back office, rubbing up against them. And then, you can't make this shit up, masturbating in front of a female employee when she walked into the restroom. 
So <laughs> you don't want any special spa- sauce from Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's a whole new other thing I didn't even think of. Yeah, Jack. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, those are his nominees. So that's why I'm me... just the, that's why I'm just the sidekick, folks. That's why I'm just the sidekick. <laughs> you like, don't want your name associated no, with I'm like, where my mind can go. Yeah, at, at, at times. But so those are the nominees, and I came up with a little matrix. I'm going to try to find it. How I've voted because you could, if you still are out there wanting to vote, you can vote. You can. It's he's got a, a, a matrix style voting system. So you vote for number one, two, three, four, and it goes down like that. So it's it's a interesting system he's got going on. Okay. So I I, I this is the way I voted. And you can tell me what you what you think. And and there were some tough, tough things to do here. In terms of I, I this is the first category was horribleness. How if you are truly the worst employer. So I put the headhunter as the worst of those employers. It, it was really tough. These were these were tough choices to make. But I put the headhunter on it as number one. The child labor uh, abuser number two. Pizza shop number three. Defecation denier number four. Uh, jackass in a box. I put number five. Number six was the cake boss, and number seven was the pretend priest. Now. John, if you're listening, I have a suggestion. I would like you to have a second category to vote people in in how hilarious the the offense is. So now taking out those related to human trafficking, child labor, pizza shop, I took those out. Those aren't in condition because they're, you, you can't have anything funny about that. That's, you know, human, human uh, trafficking is not funny in any way, shape or form. So those are out. But I did want to make a, in terms of funny. So I picked the funniest one, the pretend priest. I just, oh, that's fantastic. I, I love that. Yeah. Number two was the cake boss. Like I said, boy, I've thought it. Well, I never thought about saying eat a dick cake, but I would love to have thought that. But now it's going to be in my mind trenched forever. The headhunter, even though it's horrible, I still gave that number three. Defecation denier. I kept it at number four for awfulness and hilariousness. And then number five, because the other two are jackass in the box. I mean, harassment's awful and all that, but this is your M1A1 stereotypical harasser that just happened to work at a, a jack in the box. So yeah, that that was Hyman's list this year. He voting ends Wednesday the 14th. I think that's is the 14th. I don't know. No, that's, excuse me. That's the 13th at 1159 PM. So if you're hearing this before that, get your votes in and we'll see, we'll see how they, they fall out. What, what do you think in terms of horribleness? Where would you, what would be your horrible number one? I mean, I don't know. I think my worst one in terms of like, not funny, but just like, really you fucking kidding me? Has to be the child labor. I mean, come on. The, okay. That changed like what a hundred years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're not yeah. running sweatshops in the roaring twenties anymore. The kids getting injured too. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I can absolutely one, agree with that. That one is that one's that one's really bad. I think the most hilarious one for me has to be the HR manager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. I mean, we're here for that person. 
maybe we shouldn't be here for that person. I don't know, but that's that's pretty funny. But they they my, may get the award. They may get John Hyman's award for worst employer. They may get the jaded HR award for most awesome oh, HR. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> that's practice, a, but that's a lot of sarcasm. Lots of sarcasm. Yeah. We're not condoning that. <laughs> wink, wink. We're not condoning that. Wink, wink. <laughs> but, I mean, but my favorite has to be the pretend priest. I mean, like, oh. I couldn't even, I couldn't even think about like who would doing come that? up with that idea. Yeah. I mean, again, they're like in a most unjaded, jaded way. It's like they're they're kind of actually my hero because it's like, <laughs> like, like seriously, how would you think of? getting a fake priest and having them ask questions about your work employment. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so brilliant. It's awful. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. And what, where do you come up with any of these ideas? Where do you come up with this, this stuff? I just can't, can't fathom. I, I consider myself somewhat creative in in some ways. I would never have uh, come up with the cake boss, the uh, the uh, headhunter. I wouldn't have come up with a fake priest. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, those those are the very special people in the world. That they missed their calling and they went into J. They went into boy. They missed their calling and went into HR. Is what happened. Right. <laughs> it should have been a, a, a late night host or a shock jock on the radio or something like that. Well, anyway, that is really all that we've got for today. Once again, no recording in two weeks. We're going to start recording again in January. So look for something the week of January 8th, and we'll have a special surprise then. And in the meantime, leave us your comments, your reviews, your feedback. Check us out on social media. There's still plenty of opportunities to sponsor us on Patreon or any of the other ways uh, to, to help the podcast out. As we get ready to get this, we'll be heading into year number four, our fifth anniversary uh, coming up. Uh, so crazy, 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 crazy uh, out there. So uh, as always, I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. Oh, our best practice. Don't be on John Hyman's list. <laughs> <laughs> well, pl- actually, please do so we can have make fun of you. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing I meant to mention earlier he only had 10 total nominees this year and he whittled it down to seven in the past. He's had like 12, 15 nominees. He's had a lot more in the past. So you employers, are you really, you know, stop getting better. Uh, <laughs> stop getting better. Exactly. That's your best practice. Stop getting better. Stop being gooder. So <laughs> as always, I'm Warren and this is feathers and we're helping you survive HR one. What the fuck moment at a time.